This is where the industry insiders come to play. The download on the download, movers and shakers off the course, and the pros inside the ropes. Welcome to Slice with Brian Bushlack. Well, less than six months away from the most anticipated new course opening. Well, probably since the last time they opened a new course at Bandon Dunes. So that would be 10 years since Old Mac, not including Preserve and, of course, Punch Bowl in between. Sheep Ranch opens for play on June 1st, and if you haven't seen this course, just plug in hashtag Sheep Ranch on social media and check it out. Josh Sens at Golf Magazine also did a really nice preview, and they posted a ton of spectacular pictures on the travel section of their site. You know, it's not a stretch to say this will likely take over the top spot on that list of what's your favorite course at Bandon. And that's saying something because, as we all know, that can vary widely depending on who you talk to. So what makes this course so special before it ever opens for play? Well, a lot of it has to do with the mystique surrounding this piece of land, which for years and years had been a private playground for the owners, Phil Friedman, Mike Kaiser, their friends, and those lucky enough to get a tip, maybe hear about it, ask the right person, and have someone open the gate for play on what was a 13-hole trek, it was unkept, across the northernmost portion of the abandoned property. It's out along Five Mile Point. Now, having surveyed this myself, I can attest... This is without question the most spectacular stretch you'll find at Bandon, arguably on the West Coast and certainly among any coastal course in the world. If you're taking the over-under on the word spectacular in this podcast, I would certainly <laughs> bet the over. Longtime Bandon PR guy Michael Chepka was kind enough to open the gate for us, tour this track, and preview Sheep Ranch at Bandon Dunes. And the best place to start is the backstory, because this course has been shrouded in mystery for so long. It has. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Brian. Um, very mysterious. I mean, I think even for a lot of the employees that were around for the last 13, 15 years, uh, it was first built, uh, first construction started in 2001. Uh, the property came for sale Shortly before that, Mr. Kaiser was heavy into to building Pacific Dunes and a lot of the other infrastructure that was going on at the resort. So he talked with his former business partner, Phil Freeman, college homemade as well, in Amherst, and talked to him about going 50-50 on the property that came for sale just north of the property. So Phil and him joined in, and then in 2001, with Doak and Urbina just finishing up Pacific, they went over there and did some rough shapes to about 13 of the greens and there's no set routing so very unorthodox kind of took you back to the beginnings of the game it was just a golf playground for Phil and friends and family um, but there was an opportunity for guests of the resort or just people who were 
golf fanatics to get on if they had come down and asked the right questions and got tied in with the local golf store in Bannon, Bannon Golf Supply, and long story short, eventually got paired up with the caretaker of the property, Greg Harless, uh, and he would open up the gate and let you get out there and swing the sticks around. There was no yardages. There's no tee boxes, you know, no official routing again. So very fluid golf experience, uh, but, but a special one in itself. So at what point along the way did Mike Kaiser and Phil and these guys decide, okay, enough's enough. We're going to take this from ultra private, you know, knock on a backroom door, ask the right caddy to get on kind of a thing and, and, and make it public and go for it. When did they arrive at that decision and what was behind that? I don't know exactly when they arrived at the decision, but construction and, and the first phase of everything started just roughly a year ago and in, in about November of 2018. So uh, it's been a busy year. You know, and, and you touched on it uh, perfectly. You know, Bandit's all about being accessible and, and being a public resort. And um, while the Sheep Ranch sat there for so many years, you know, it was definitely Phil's playground and for his family and friends to, to come out and experience it. And the thought of turning it into an 18-hole routing or something that was more conventional and public there's just always something happening at the resort. There's always something being built. And, you know, I think, you know, if you were to ask Phil, he's talked about, you know, here recently, he's really was kind of yearning and searching for that passion project and the sheep branch and, and working with Mike and having it become the fifth golf course abandoned, really scratched that itch for him. So it's all about, it's just such a beautiful landscape and an amazing place to play links golf and around the setting of five mile point. And uh, the coastline is, is very diverse and, you know, moves in and out, whereas the rest of the resort's a little bit more linear. So it, it's going to be a very dynamic experience for the golfers that get to play out there and we'll be ready to rock and roll here come June 1st. Yeah. That's a good segue to my next question in terms of the debate that we always get at Bandon, what's your favorite course? Which one do you like the most? And, and you know, we've talked about that over and over and over. I know you're probably sick of it, but I had to bring this up again. So, you know, here we go again now, where now we already have some golf riders re-ranking their Bandon courses and putting, you know, okay, as soon as Sheep Ranch comes on, that's number one. And I want to talk about the why behind that. We talk a lot about the what, uh, the descriptions, but let's talk about the why behind, you know, what potentially makes Sheep Ranch better in many people's minds than Bandon or Pacific, which have been up there for years. You touched on it and, you know, we were out there and, you know, we've shot some of these pictures out on social media so people can follow along, but the spectacle that you see on Sheep Ranch is so different than even Pacific, which is, you know, I think fairly close to that, but but again, totally different, right? I mean, it is an absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. different setting than anything else you get abandoned, right? It is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be an amazing addition. And our hope is that it just is in the debate and, and, and in comparison, that is by far the greatest debate when you walk into our restaurants here after a 
a full day of golf and comparing and contrasting the golf courses and the experiences and the sheep ranches kind of fall right into that debate. And it will be very interesting next year when we have tens of thousands of golfers come out and experience to see how, how they feel about it and where they rank it. And, you know, they've had since 2010 old McDonald. Uh, was the last 18-hole course to be built. So they've had a number of years to kind of land on their favorite course. Um, it's going to be interesting to see once the Sheep Ranch comes in and shakes it up a little bit. But, you know, coming right out the gate, the first hole is just a gorgeous part five where you play through some of the shore pines up on the top of kind of the highest point of the property. And uh, your second shot is going to be looking down, you know, kind of off of the ravine coming down towards where the first green sits right on the ocean front. So the very first hole, you're going to just have this beautiful walk coming right down to the scene of the ocean. And the, uh, the routing is, is marvelous. What Bill Corn and Crenshaw do with the routing is really special. It zigzags in and out, you know, you get back out to the ocean on, on three, then you play inland a little bit on four. You get back out to the ocean again on five, six, seven. You go inland again on eight and then come back again on nine. And, um, you know, it's just, it's one amazing hole after the other. Um, it's just great routing. And uh, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to see uh, once people play it um, where it lands on everybody's list. Yeah. Talk about the routing more specifically because uh sure. yeah i think when we were out there you described i thought it was very good how you described a very very descriptive way of putting it because this was a major issue um because we didn't have 18 holes here we had what 13 right so uh, that was really part of the dilemma wasn't it in you know what to do with sheep ranches you know you've got a kind of a you know a partial course here and how do we tackle that add on to it or you know reroute this is something that i guess wasn't even really routed to begin with uh, it really sure. was a dilemma wasn't it yeah it was a tiny little piece of property you know there's 13 greens um some fairway you know obviously some rough out there as well but but no set of routing so their main goal there's a ravine that's just to the east side of the 11th hole, which is going to be a par five playing back up to where the clubhouse side is and where the, the first hole starts off. And mm-hmm. um, Phil and, and Mr. Kaiser's goal was really to get all of the golf to the western side of that ravine. And um, Bill Core talks a lot about of like kind of the, the visual of playing out of the middle of a pizza and the sense of grouping a lot of the tees uh, close together, but then playing on different angles so that you could create width, um, which it's going to be interesting to see. You know, a lot of the other golf courses don't necessarily take that same tactic. There are certainly places that, that do, but, um, you know, right after you finish the first hole, you come to the second tee and the 18th tee is right there side by side with it, playing on different lines and different directions. And the same thing happens with the ninth green going, or excuse me, the 10th green going to the 11th hole and then the 4th and the 5th and the 14th and the 15th. All those tees and greens kind of come to a central part of the property as well. Um, same thing on the south side, down by um, number 10T and number 8T. So there's a couple different clusters of tees. 
Um, you know, Corey talks a lot about five mile point, obviously, and what to do with that space. Um, there's now two par threes that are playing into five mile point, and it's one massive, just beautiful double green. You play into it on the third hole, you play directly west to the upper portion of that green. And then you don't come back to five mile point until the 16th, which is a par three playing back into it almost directly north, kind of northwest a little bit, but playing into the lower portion of the green. So tough to even, you know, do it a justice on a <laughs> podcast. You know, it's something you have to like see with your own eyes because uh, it's just, it's such a special routing. Um, it zigzags in and out, but it just gives you this amazing walk and I mean, a lot of fun for golfers. Yeah, no question. I mean, you can hashtag Sheep Ranch, find it on Instagram pretty quickly. Uh, we'll tweet out some pictures we already have as well. So, uh, so you'll see Five Mile Point uh, and the perspective looking down the Oregon coast south toward Bandon, toward the other courses, toward the resort proper, and then again north. Uh, from that point and this is the convergence and I think what's cool and you touched on this is you've got correct me if I'm wrong we're all still learning this routing but you've got the the number 6T firing really you can cut the corner if you want and go out you know over the cliff right coming back the other way it's back into 16 and then it's 17 same thing kind of up from the from the back T is up over that bluff Again, you could cut the corner, I guess, if you wanted to, but um, the convergence of those three holes clustered there, I guess, with tee boxes and greens considered, and then number three coming in there. I mean, it's pretty remarkable when you actually get out there and you're able to walk it and see how it's routed because I don't think a lot of people would have, you know, put it together as they did. Yeah, and then that's ultimately why Corin Grinchuk got the job. You know, the, <laughs> the routing that Mr. Kaiser and Phil Fall uh, that they presented, they were just enamored by um, and thought that it was a brilliant routing. It was those two key shots that you mentioned as far as 6T, uh, which is a par 4 playing back south, and then um, 17, which is the, the back tees are right on the right on the edge of five mile point there and and then you tee off back north going towards the north end of the property um there, there's no other tee shots like that on the property on, on the entire band of dudes property you know you have some times where there's a ravine that, that you need to challenge in the sense of 16 on band and and carrying it but it's still a very linear shot as far as you know looking right down at the hole and and still seeing the edge of the cliff is all to the right. You know, both of those tee shots uh, are really going to challenge your line of flight and um, they're going to make some golfers nervous. You know, there's, I've, I've joked with a, a couple other golfers that have been over there that you do have a whole continent either to the left or to the right of you when you're standing on those tee shots, which is, is somewhat comforting, but there's still, you know, that little bit of, ego and all of us golfers that are like, how much can we chew? You know, how much can we, can we bite off here and, and, you know, accomplish it. And you're going to see a number of golf balls probably find the, uh, the gorse on those two holes. <laughs> yeah. No, no doubt about that. You know, it's interesting too. I mean, the wind, 
uh, will also certainly be a factor. It is at Pacific, it is at Band, and it is really across the whole resort. But, I mean, even more so out on Five Mile Point, I would think. Yeah, I would think so as well. Um, you know, it, when you're out on the, the other golf courses, on being in Pacific and Old Mac, especially, and you're, you're standing right there along the coast, you're always looking north towards Five Mile Point. And just with, like, how dynamic the coastline is there, I, you know, I think that you'll see or at least even just perceive, like, it feels like the wind is is swirling a little bit more over there, uh, especially when you get out to Five Mile Point because mm-hmm. it just sits so much further out that the wind that's coming, especially our north or prevailing summer winds coming from the north, are going to shoot up there and be a little bit more intimidating, I would think. But that, that's Lynx Golf and we'd have it no other way bring it on right that's exactly what we want there so um you've had quite a few people out there i know we had media day back in october this opens in june um so we're about at release of this podcast about six months away where are we right now i know when we were out in november uh it was really coming together where are we at now here as we start the new year? I mean, is obviously clubhouse going up yet? I mean, give us kind of an update there. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we're fairly notorious for having preview rounds and some preview play on all the golf courses. The holes that were fully shaped and seated and grown in and in good shape were the 15th and the 16th and then the 4th through the 10th hole. So we had a a limited preview experience in October, just nine holes. Uh, You started on the 15th and then you played the 16th out the five-mile point and then you came back in and around the dune there and then played 4 through 10 um, to finish right back up where, again, that that one central spot is with the 15th tee and the 15th and all that. while that preview play was happening, um, you know, if you kind of could imagine like painting a room, we started on the south end of the property and worked north right up along the coast. And as the shaping and the seating and everything got done on the south end and, and got polished up down there, they worked north up along the coast. And then they worked their way out towards where all the sand was being sourced from. Um, and the maintenance areas and the trucks and everything that were coming in. So they kind of started in the corner of the room, painted themselves out. The last two holes to be shaped and seated were the first and the 11th hole. Um, those are the two that are right up by the clubhouse and, and finish up there along that, that ridge right there. Uh, both beautiful par fives. They were seated probably a little over a month ago. And we've had, we had an amazing November for weather. Um, the just the the time that we had to to let those two holes mature and grow in and and get an early cut on them. You know, we're very fortunate to have a a great winter in that regard. So they're coming in nicely uh, as far as like all the construction and everything's buttoned up there. And now it's just a matter of continuing to polish up um, things that are happening and working on construction for uh, a temporary clubhouse and for a turn stand and for maintenance buildings and there's going to be a little practice center that's up there um, you know smaller 
practice tee and putting green and all that. So there's still plenty of work. Those guys are super busy and they've been working their tails off. But as far as the major construction, uh, we are buttoned up. It feels amazing. That's good to hear. Now, you know, you think about this. We just celebrated 20 years of Band and Dunes. So many resorts, they roll out their courses or their courses have been there. And, okay, you know, you know how people are. On to the next best thing, right? Well, you keep coming yeah, back sure. to Bandon because over the years we've added, you know, so many courses. And now you've got Sheep Ranch. I mean, it's really pretty special here to enter, you know, the third decade with you know, I don't want to call it a shiny new object, but I mean, certainly it's uh, it's something to keep people coming back. Not that they weren't already, right? Yeah, uh, well, well said. I mean, twenty twenty is going to be a a massive year for the resort. Obviously, the opening of the Sheep Ranch in June and, and all the excitement and around that. And then you know, a couple months later, middle part of August, we're hosting our seventh USGA championship in the uh, in the US amateur so we're um, beyond excited to be hosting that amateur championship that's going to be played on Bandon Trails and Bandon Dunes and it's um, you know it's the pinnacle of amateur championship golf and has always been on the list as far as a championship that Mr. Kaiser has wanted Bandon to host so we're honored um, so excited to see those guys come out and, and play these links courses and you know, that's some of the the world's next greatest golfers. It's going to be a big year at Bandon. Thanks to Michael Chupka for joining us. The tee sheet is already filling up fast as we count down to the opening of Sheep Ranch on June 1st. Visit sheepranch.golf. It'll take you straight to booking, give you the download, and you can also follow along with updates as we get closer to opening day and opening season. Okay, more Bandon for you in our next release. We'll spend time with one of our favorite people in all of golf, the Jedi of Bandon, Grant Rogers, joins us next time on Slice. He sucks at golf, but he talks a good game. Thanks for downloading Slice with Brian Bushlack, a presentation of Feedback Media, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. Full disclosure, our legal department doesn't allow mulligans.